Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I left being like, I want to punch somebody in the face now. And I didn't before. (laughs) Hello, my little stars. Remember when they used to just be nice things? Also, there's a star in Will Kane's logo, which is right over your shoulder. Uh, welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark, but starts with a question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. He's Jay. Hello. And this is today's question. Hi, Katie Nolan and squad. Uh, this is Nick from Minnesota. Uh, he said Minnesota. Cage. I'm listening to the most current episode and listening to the bit about the jockstrap king. If you had... An awkward nickname like the Jockstrap King, what would it be? Love you. Mean it. Huh. Great question. It is. I appreciate a person from Minnesota calling in and saying Minnesota. Minnesota. It makes me feel right at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you know why? you know why I like this question? Because this week we were doing a thing and scripting a bit. And one of the points of the bit was that the the staff had to come up with like, what are things Katie does? <laughs> I knew and this was come up. <laughs> the what things, are things Katie does. Well, the things according to our staff that I do. Again, this is for like a visual bit that we're going to use in the show. They thought the the most the things that exemplified Katie the most were orders delivery food, uh, is late to stuff, and what was the third one? Likes. Boston sports likes Boston sports and, then oh, and dogs, dogs was like an asterisk. Yeah, yeah. But like an afterthought, right? That was the things that, that make up me, which sure to be fair. Okay. Sure. Was my favorite part of the conversation. <laughs> you were, the meeting was late and you came in in a Celtics t-shirt and had food delivered to you in the meeting, <laughs> which is fair. But what's cr- soul crushing to me is like, that I have other stuff or lie to me and pretend I'm interesting. <laughs> but no. Uh, so I would probably be uh, like Grubhubber. Oh, that's just a like good a one. lame, annoying nickname. Yeah. About a thing that's like, it doesn't define me, but it does probably. Mm. Mm. What about like ankle shave queen? I don't think that the question was, <laughs> what would you give other people as their nickname? <laughs> And also, that would be a battle between you and I. I know, that's what I'm saying. It could go oh, either way. That feels like it's for you. I'd, if there's a way to, I don't have a good way to shorten it, but it's something along the lines of like, wears sunglasses on their head all the time. Oh my God. Even at nighttime and in yeah. the winter. Sunglasses head Person, queen. Sunglasses me. head queen. Yeah. Head sunglasses. It's like unnecessary. All the time. All the time. Even when it's like raining. Yeah. And then like all day, mm-hmm. all day long. I have to take them off to put my headphones on. And then I'm like, oh, I'm still wearing my sunglasses yeah. on my head. It's, it's a weird thing. It is. But it might get sunny at some point. It could. Your future's so bright. You got to wear shades. What about you, Jay? Um, I was thinking about this and I feel like it's like if you guys were, were going to call me something, it'd be like, hey, Jay, calm down. You know what I mean? Or like shakes. Shakes. <laughs> shakes. Because <laughs> I... I've I've been known to be nervous. No, you'd be a uh, ugly voice guy. Well, do we, <laughs> we want to get into that? We can. Uh, recently, when I've been <laughs> posting on my Instagram stories, whenever I put Jay on them, I get at least 10, that's what Jay looks like? Or like, 
damn, Jay's cute. Which I'm like, why are you telling me? What am I going to do with this information? <laughs> but we've just we've deduced that I guess Jay's got an ugly voice, yeah. and everybody thinks he's ugly. I was going to call guys. him. I was going to call him <laughs> Lord Perrier. Yeah, because oh, yeah. like he's like, super into French. Yeah, stuff but and guys, it's supposed water. to be a lame nickname, like yeah, the Jockstrap is, King. Well, so his would be like the the guy who thinks he's French, the Hong guy. <laughs> Mr. Hong. Mr. Hong. I don't know if I like Monsieur Hong or I love Ugly that. Voice Guy worse. Uh, I'm going to do Monsieur Hong. That's actually the best one. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you for your question. Uh, what was his name? Nick. Thank you for your question, Nick. Oh, my God. It genuinely scared the crap out of me. Did you turn I the volume up on no. so much oh power today. God. We're in the real okay, studio. Okay, we're back in the real studio, and so a lot of things are different. Like, there's space around us. That's tripping me out. Will Kane's logo is, like, shaking weirdly. It's making me really nauseous. Shakes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, thank you to Nick for your question. That scared the crap out of me. Um, we can do it again. No, thanks. I think I didn't even do the bit. Yeah, we'll if you, get into the cage, if lady. you want to, <laughs> leave us a voicemail. Yeah, yikes. Uh, 860-506-5571. Feels weird. We're already outside of the cage. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> ah, are we back in it now? Where are we in relation to the cage? We're locked in. Uh, 100% locked in, coach. So now it's, fr- it's friendly banter. Hello. Did you meet Anna Kendrick? Okay. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm sorry. I missed you. Uh, How are you? I'm great. How am I? Okay. But can you tell me if you met her? Because I was looking at pictures and I think on Pablo's or Shea Serrano's or something, there was a picture of you at dinner. Yeah. And Anna Kendrick was just calmly in the in the photo. So I left my house on a Sunday. That's the actual headline. You right. buried the lead there. Right, 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 right. I left my house on a Sunday night to go to a dinner full of really cool people. Um, I was a little late to it. <laughs> and uh, when I got there – um, yeah, it was, it's, uh, this guy, Tommy Alter, he's, uh, I would love to say what he does. I met him when he was booking talent for the nightly show, that old show on Comedy Central that's no longer around. Mm-hmm. And then he has since gone on to do that at a bunch of different places at the ringer for a while. Now I think he's with Jesus and Miro, but who knows? He's just one of those guys that like knows people. And he was like, oh, I do these dinners. You should come one time. And then I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do it. I've said no before just because I don't like to go places. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Um, because I heard Jesus and Mero were going. Only Jesus came. but uh, And Pablo said he was going to go. So I'm like, okay, I'll know somebody, know somebody. But because I got there late, um, it, I had to sit wherever there was a seat instead of getting to pick. We'll get to that in a second. But I assumed these dinners are like, I don't know, at like a place where you're kind of like in the back. Because I've seen them before and they're fancy. A lot of fancy people go to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it would be like a cool restaurant. I was wrong on both fronts. It was in Times Square. Ooh. Like the heart of it. Dave and Buster's? It, I wish it would have been better. <laughs> Imagine going to Dave and Buster's with Anna Kendrick. <laughs> oh my so god! Um, and so, uh, but no, it was at this restaurant in Times Square, and the food was fine. Uh, and the table smack dab in the middle of the restaurant, which was a small restaurant. Huh. So I walked in, like looking for my. Did you ever do that thing where you get? I don't know if it's just me or like social anxiety, but I walk into a room full of people, knowing I'm looking for either one or ten specific people, and my eyes just kind of are like, "What do people look like?" Like I can't find them anywhere. But right in front of me is a table, and I see Anna Kendrick, and I'm like, "I fucking hope that's not my table." I did not know that we were gonna be at like that. I saw the names, and they were all people like Shea Serrano, like right. people I knew, and I was like, "Uh," and then I looked, and across from her was Bamani, and I was like, "Oh my god." 
this is my table. But luckily, the only other seat, and I'm saying luckily not because I dislike her. I just wasn't mentally prepared. Right. I'd spent my day on the couch watching football, as I do. Mm -hmm. Um, The table, the only seat that was available was at the very end, the opposite end, next to uh, the guy who founded StockX, the sneaker company. Oh. Um, And Hassan Minaj and his wife, I believe. Um, I guess – yeah, I should just Google it because I don't want to say it wrong, but I also don't want to say I believe. I talked to her. She was pregnant. It's his wife. Her name is Bina Patel. Thank you. Um, and uh, and so I sat and talked to them. So I didn't talk to Anna Kendrick. The, the long answer, the short answer to your question is no. I didn't meet Anna Kendrick. But technically you had dinner with technically, her. Technically, sure. Yeah. But wow. then she – so I got there late. She left early. So that's why I, that's what people say about her. That's yeah, famously. Uh, but that's why I didn't post the picture with us – with her in it because um, it felt it felt – like a lie. Mm. It felt like check out who I ate dinner with when it's like you didn't speak a word to her. Mm. So I didn't post that one. But yeah, she was there. She seemed lovely and cool. But I mostly just talked to – I want to say Hassan because everyone says Hassan Minhaj. But I know technically it's Hassan Minhaj, right? I think That's so. how you're supposed to say it. Um, but it's like uh, – who, who is it that I always say? They're ne- Kyrie. Like you don't say Kyrie. Right. So it's like I want to say like Hassan. Anyway, I talked to him a lot and uh, and and like Jesus and Shay. It was really really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a really cool dinner. I did not meet her. I'm sorry. That's okay. Sorry to let you down. I um, have you. Uh, no, no, news. you have a thing. I know your news, unless it's something else. But I know that it's not. So you, we had a shoot. I just want to talk to you about Stardew Valley. No, that's what because, I was going to say. Because we had a shoot uh, <laughs> in Philadelphia, and you were meeting us there, but you got stuck because there's a terrible accident, and you got stuck there for a while in traffic. Hours. And I just want to start this by saying I don't recommend this, and I've yelled at Ashley for this for a, like a bunch of times. No, this needed to be brought up. Don't play app games on your phone when you're driving. What if you're stopped Doesn't in matter. traffic? Doesn't matter. Right. At any moment, you might not be stopped, especially when you're like start and stop traffic. Mm-hmm. Like. You're going to be – you're going to – that's when you're rear-ending someone because you're looking at your phone. Anyway, don't do it. But Ashley did it and she downloaded Stardew Valley. <laughs> what? And when she told me, my first response was, no. What? I, almost- I need one of us to be efficient and on top of our sh- and if you have Stardew Valley on your phone, I almost texted you this morning to be like, "Hey, what did chickens eat?" But I thought you might. Yell hey, at me. they all eat hay. All the animals I thought, eat hay. why not? What's the fiber for if I can't feed my chickens with it? You, when you get a um, okay, when you get a hold thi- on. you'll be able to turn it into hay. What is this and building game? stuff? Huh? What is um, it? Okay, so Stardew Valley is a is a basically if you want to make it sound as lame as possible, but boil it down to its basics, it's like a farm simulator, but also like a role playing game in the terms of like. You're a person who just inherited their grandfather's farm. I won't get into the lore, but um, you get their farm and then you have to farm it and you have to make your way through town. You meet people. You have to form relationships. You get married maybe if you want to. You can have kids. It's just like it for people that are like overwhelmed by things in their lives, it's really good mindless but also requires you to think. This is the one where you almost married Pete Wentz. I did marry Pete once. Yeah, yeah. Okay. His name was Sebastian. Have Got some it. respect. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is, so I stopped. Like I got – I was in a place where like when I went to Miami to do Levitard, I would like go do Levitard and then go back to my hotel room around like 3 and then sit and play Stardew Valley while like watching TV, while doing other stuff because I've said before, my brain, I can't turn it off. It Like I don't have stop. There's no stop. And I know that's bad and I'm working on it. But I need it to keep going, but I don't want it to always be going on, like, work. Right. So this game was perfect for me. I could, like, really dive in on what, what 
to plant and how to kill the things in the mines and mm. yada yada. But so then I, I got busy with the show. Whenever I get addicted to something, I just need one other thing to kind of occupy that space to keep me from going back to it. And so that happened to me. So I haven't gone back in a while. I married Sebastian and I haven't gone back in to talk to him because he oh, was a man. pretty bad husband. But anyway, I should have seen that coming. Do you have to get married? No. Okay. Um, but so, uh, when you told me you started playing it, I'm telling you right now, this is the beginning of a, a, a very bad thing for our show. For our show? Yeah. I'm not going to let it interfere with work. Yes, you are. Whether That's you want not it or true. not. What happened yesterday when you were walking to work? What happened yesterday I when you were walking from the ferry to work? I was not on the clock at the time, so it didn't interfere with work. Right, but you were just trying to squeeze some in right before you got to work. I. What happened? Almost walked into a parked truck. She did walk into a parked truck, no, except my her face phone. Didn't hit her it. phone hit first my and phone. fell onto the ground. A parked truck. She was walking and playing Stardew Valley. Ashley, we're screwed. This is a Jay. Serious issue. Jay, we're screwed. I really confused. And I never, I the never had it. Closing in. I never had it on my phone. I just have it on my Switch. So, like, in order to play it, I had to, like, be – it yeah, seems silly, but you have to take out your Switch, turn your Switch on. People can tell you're playing a video game. The problem I'm worried about with Ashley is it's on her phone, it's which means away. she could look like she's sending an email. She might look like she's no, reading an article. No, sideways. You could look like you're watching a YouTube so, video relative to work. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. Mm. I just thought it through. I'm like, could I do that? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't do that. So we've lost Ashley as You have not – you have not. It was I'm so nice to know. A very resp- I turned it off when I got off the ferry. And just to and clarify, this not is true. Normal. Yes, it, today I did. Oh, okay. Just to clarify, this is not the goose game that everyone on the internet. No, is no, no, with. no, no. That's a different game. Okay. We'll okay. What's the game? Next time. What's that? Ashley, game? stop. <laughs> if, look, if you're gonna be a game person, uh-huh. we're gonna get you a switch because I can't have you be like a like I do crosswords and stuff on my phone. I play games on my phone, mm-hmm. but you can't be just a phone game person because when I come over to your house to play video games, you won't play them. Well, because you guys don't play games that I like. Oh, that's funny because then the other day when I wasn't at your house, mm-hmm. you sent me a nice long video of I, you Steve playing did. video games. Steve did technically. I was it, it was for my son. Mm-hmm. It was for my son, and I was oh, really. He means bad more to you than it. me. It's pretty fun. <laughs> um, official Anywho, Potter show business. Who we're dark this week for show? Yep, no show this week. Mm-hmm. And I just want to note: I believe we did mention in the last podcast in the pod or show business section that we were going to be late this week because we had to go to Philadelphia or we had to go somewhere. I don't know if we were specific. But I got a lot of people being like, "Where's the pod? Why isn't the pod here on Monday?" Guys, we don't do official pod and or show business for our health. <laughs> it's for you. It's so you'll know, oh boy, I got to plan my week differently. I'm not going to get sports till later in the week. We warned you. Yeah, we did. I feel like my mom was like, I don't tell you things for my health. I'm not doing this for me. Can you really quickly, you have a little thing sticking up like a unicorn yes. horn and it's very distracting. I don't know where to look. Can you tuck it no. under your <laughs> Please. <laughs> I keep staring. You think it. this was an accident? <laughs> I'm a unicorn. It's, tucked, it's like your messy button is slipping underneath your headphone strap. And it's yep, so I know. I didn't misunderstand oh, you. Okay, you man. mean this? <laughs> now I'll just dip it in sparkles and the transformation will be complete. Hold on one second. Wait, 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 wait. I don't think that's necessary. Turn sideways a little bit. This yeah, is good the, audio. Wait, I'm going to try to find the music to My Little Pony. Please hold. No, people, <laughs> people will, people are. Please don't. I'm not going to post anywhere. It's just people are. No, I mean the My Little Pony thing. People are into it in a weird way. Here we go. Uh, Today on the show, today on the (laughs) podcast, 
Uh, we're going to run through some quick highlights from last week in football since that was now seven days ago almost. Yeah. Uh, we're going to look ahead at this upcoming week in football. We're going to talk WNBA finals, the Flyers rage room, the Colleen Rooney, Rebecca Vardy thing. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, and of course, erotic news of the week about a horny cat in China. <laughs> really quick. Yes. Won't it be funny if that's the, they talked about a Chinese story on their podcast and got in trouble for it it's because we talked about a horny cat? I got, that sounds like that's what's going to happen. I now. got an email from like an executive in our podcast department was like, Hey, have you guys added any like new elements to the podcast recently? Nope. And I was like, No, we have not. <laughs> We have not. No, now, certainly not. Brought to you by. <laughs> it's the erotic news of the week. We'll get there. Yikes! Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll get to all that in a second. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by Simply Safe. So, Ashley, uh, how do you want me to tell about the people about Simply Safe? Can you tell us about Simply Safe? As if you were the play-by-play announcer at a soccer slash football game. Football. Football. Yikes. Lord Perrier. Oh, I was going to... Yeah, it's I was, actually Monsieur <laughs> Guys, can you not? <laughs> I was going to do British, but then you just said it like I'm supposed to do it like... Not like... No, do it British. Okay. There are over two million burglaries reported every year. That's one every 13 seconds. And what's crazy? <laughs> Only one in five homes have home security... Maybe because most companies really don't make it easy. That's why Simply Safe is my top choice. Simply Safe protects your home, every window, room, and door with 24-7 monitoring for just a fraction of the cost! <laughs> the police dispatch is up to 3.5 times faster because they use... Oh, we're going to video verification. They use video <laughs> verification. Uh, there's, there's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. And it's designed to blend right into your home. It was a goal. That was great. So exciting. Uh, no wires, no drilling. Their prices are always fair and honest. Around the clock monitoring. It's just $15 a month. Visit simplysafe.com slash... Slash Nolan, <laughs> you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash Nolan. <laughs> oh, so they know our show sent you that simplysafe.com slash Nolan. Brilliant. Brilliant. No, 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 no. What? Lynn. It's Nolan. Oh, yeah, simply yeah, yeah. slash Nolan. No. You good? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> You've never wanted to participate before. Uh, okay, in the news, Jay Gruden fired at 5 a.m. on a Monday. Name something worse than that. <laughs> did he have to go in? Yeah. Yeah, they called him and made he him come in. He went to work at 5 a.m. Oh, so God. did his key card just not work? No, it worked. So he went in. But that was the thing. Do you want to explain it? Yeah, he said, I'm going to, as long as my key card works, I'm going to keep working. Yep. So people were like, well. Yeah. <laughs> well, your key card worked. Well. It's actually the worst is that you have to go find out your key card works. I mean, you have to go to work. Yeah. And then, and then get fired. Just tell him on Sunday. I think so. It's rude. And like before 5 a.m., he woke up early, commuted. Got yeah. fired. Ooh, commuted is such a hard word for that sentence, too. Yeah. I commuted then. Exactly. Ugh. Then you have to drive the whole way home to what? Not go back to sleep because you're so upset you got fired? No, go back to sleep. I would go back to sleep. Before what I want to talk about with Jay Gruden is that video that came out. Yeah. Before he got – did it come out before he got fired? Yeah. 
Yeah, because they were trying to get him. It, there were there were rumors mm-hmm. that this video was leaked in an effort to try to fire him, as if they needed more. I don't know. People <laughs> love him. I get it, but he wasn't doing so great. What was his record? Thirty five, forty nine, and one. Not the best. Um, and he was actually what the longest of all the coaches that Dan Snyder has had. Oh, really? Yeah, there were there were six others, um, and none of them coached for longer than four years. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it's a a long tenure. But so anyway, this video. Is, uh, I think what we legally have to say is that it's someone who looked like Jay Gruden. It yep. looked exactly. Allegedly. It looked exactly <laughs> like Jay Gruden. Uh, smoking a joint and talking to a young woman. It was like outside of a bar, I think. There's like one shot where they're standing up and that's where you see him smoking the joint, talking to the, the back of this woman's head. And then the next clip, that's the one I'd like to focus on. He's like sitting on the ground, like sprawled out, looking like he's really macking on this woman. And he's got, I think, like a, a jean jacket or something tied around his waist. It's just an energy I'm not familiar with in regards to Jay Gruden. Like, I, I don't, I'm not a Washington fan, but I didn't know. Did I didn't know. Swag? Yeah. <laughs> it was really swaggy. Huh. I was like, hello. Uh, and he also just seems not at all bothered that someone's filming him in this scenario. Oh, did he realize that they were? Oh, yeah. He looks right at the camera. Huh. Like they come up right into his face. Oh. Yeah. You didn't see it? I didn't. No. Oh, Ashley. Hold on. Let me Google it. That'll take too long. We Jay don't have Gruden time. swag. Nope. That's not going to work. Oh. But everybody should go look it up. I was, uh, well, if you guys haven't seen it, I guess we can't talk about it. Silly me. I thought if we put it in the pod document that we all <clears throat> prep for it. But it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you should go look it up. And, uh, now when we say joint, is it like rolled cigarette? It's a, well, it could be. Anything could be, right? Yeah. So allegedly a joint. Right. Um, but he's, when you smoke a rolled cigarette, do you hold it like you hold a cigarette or do you hold it like you hold a joint? Um, That's a good question. I don't know if I have the answer. Yeah. For so it. he's holding it the way it's just it, all of everything about it looks like it's a joint. It, it might not be. I don't know. I also don't know the situation with uh, marijuana in D.C. Yeah. I think it might be decriminalized. I feel like D.C. is allowed to do everything. Isn't like sex work legal in D.C.? Uh, I think no, it is. I don't know. They like it's like Vegas and DC. Like, oh, hmm, interesting. Um. Anyway, yeah, we don't. It is, have to... it is decriminalized in DC. Weed. Yes. Okay. Uh. Anyway, the Pats beat that team. Yeah, they did. They were losing <laughs> at anyway, one point for a second. A for yeah. a second, and I was like, "What's <laughs> happening?" Um. But you know, they won, and uh, felt like a home game as always to the Patriots because, and I mean, as always in Washington, their home fans just. I mean, I wouldn't care either. Yeah. At this point, what is there to care about? <laughs> I mean, they're fully, they're fully defeated. Um, Washington, the Jets, Miami, Cincinnati, all defeated. <laughs> so they haven't won. Haven't game. won yet. Got it. Okay. Fully That's defeated. a bunch of teams. Yeah. A lot. Not great. Uh, 49ers though, still undefeated. Wow. Hold on. Let me put on my ESPN voice. Are the 49ers for real? Gosh. That's your ESPN voice? That's like the, it's like I'm on a regular show. That's the question they would ask. Are the 49ers for real? Yeah, they are. They're a team and they've won. So yes. ESPN. I'm Katie Nolan. ESPN. Uh, they won. They beat, uh, Cleveland Monday Night Football 31 to 3. Yikes. Yikes is correct. <laughs> uh, Baker, not so good of a game. And then he just sat for the rest of it. <laughs> yep. Which is great because uh, he's my uh, – that's my backup quarterback. He was your first 
He was my he was my quarterback. <laughs> right. Uh, then I moved him to the bench because Philip Rivers is so good, and I needed to play him. Yeah, that's why. Look, I, people said when I posted what I drafted after the draft, they were like, "What? You don't have a backup quarterback?" And I'm like, Ugh, "Drafting a backup quarterback is such a waste of time, especially in a ten team league." It's like yeah. I'll just pick somebody up. Picked up the wrong guy. <laughs> um, so things are things are tough. Thanks for asking. Um, big controversy from that game, though. Weird controversy. Weird. So weird. So Richard Sherman said that uh, Baker Mayfield refused to shake his hand before the game and then uh, and and that that motivated them to like give him a beat down or whatever they said. Um, And then people were like, well, that was rude. And then people found the video because cameras everywhere famously (laughs) and uh, come to find out Baker Mayfield absolutely shook his hand before the game. Then I saw – I've seen a bunch of different things and I don't know the chronology of them, but I saw that Richard Sherman said like people are making it too big of a deal. He pissed us off. We put a foot in his ass. End of story. I also saw him say like, oh, I'll apologize to him. I, I didn't know that. I, I guess I made a mistake or that he said that they were mad. What he was actually mad about is that um he like stormed off after the coin flip. It seems like – you sh- we should be like, well, that was stupid of Richard Sherman and be mad. But I got to be honest, I kind of see, I kind of know, I kind of get it. Huh? Because this is a lot like when, have you ever had a dream <laughs> yes. that somebody in your life does something mean to you or awful to you and you wake up and you're mad at them and you can't fix it. You can't stop it. You just are all day like, sorry if I'm being a jerk to you, but like you really upset me yesterday. And they're like, I did not, I didn't do it. But like the, 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 mm. like the residual effects are real. Yeah, but Richard Sherman was awake. That is, <laughs> so this is sort of, that's why I said it's kind of like when. I'm not saying this is exactly what happened. I, I totally get that feeling though, when you're irrationally mad at somebody. And I mean, they won and he was saying like it really motivated us. I think what it probably was is like Richard Sherman just doesn't like him and, uh, and just like kind of brought that energy and projected it onto him. It's fine. I think it's not a big deal. I don't think I, I don't come away from that having like I don't judge either of them differently. I still see them as the same people to me. I don't know. I feel like in sports media, especially in a Monday night game when there is so much attention on it and everyone has spent all the day talking about the Sunday games. So on Tuesday, Monday night and Tuesday, all anyone's going to talk about is Monday night football. If you say that, that my play was motivated by a thing this guy did or didn't do and that's factually inaccurate like that's messed up yeah but i don't think that like we're that's coming from our perspective i don't think richard sherman's like they're gonna talk about this all day i mean he should know that though it's not like he's a rookie yeah he's been around he's gotten into things with the media yeah but you but you've never had to i'm just coming to this from a place where like i've said something that like i've said 18 things and the one thing that everybody focused on was like the throwaway thing i said where i'm like yeah yeah this 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 he didn't shake my hand it made me mad but this 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 and then everyone's like richard sherman says he didn't shake his hand okay yeah he didn't make up that big of a deal out of it that was a good espn voice too when you did that one. thanks so much uh another thing i want to talk about well i mean really from the Steelers game, the Ravens Steelers game, uh, was that the Ooh. cart? We got to talk about the cart. Ooh. Oh, Jay, vomit. vomit. I forgot for a second that Jay was. How could you forget? The diehard always has been Baltimore Ravens <laughs> fan, famously. Been, always will be. Right. Yeah. Yep, you're right. My bad. 
Ouch. All right. Plastic. Well, I don't want to argue unless it's about this cart because yeah, the cart was wild. Mason Rudolph went down. It was bad. Um, and then they brought out a cart because those are for when you're really hurt and you shouldn't be walking. And it didn't work. Yeah. And so he had to walk off the field. You had one job cart. I don't. Do you think it's the cart's fault? Yeah. <laughs> Who else is following like, it? I don't. The you, operator cart. Like, shouldn't there be more than? There one should cart? be more than one That's cart. A good point. Like, if two people collide, I was gonna say, especially because famously, cart. two people. T- it takes two to tango. Yeah, it does. So it uh, that's how many people tango. Just no. Um, yeah, no, no working cart. So he made the guy walk off. But what I think is interesting now, Devlin Hodges. My goodness, is the is the Steelers quarterback. Um, he was elevated from the practice squad after Roethlisberger went down. So he's now their guy. Mm-hmm. They traded their other backup earlier, Josh Dobbs. Um, this, we're in one of those situations where an unknown backup, and I'm saying unknown, I'm sure somebody out there knows him and loved him in college or whatever. But this like guy is now emerging into the spotlight. Are we about to get Gardner Minshew the third, third. The, the, <laughs> the second? The second, the third. No, Gardner Minshew, the third, the second. Got it. Yep, that makes more sense. Has there – have we seen in history in the – I don't think the answer is yes. You guys might know off the top – might not know off the top of your head. Like all of the successful backups we've seen like come shine. Yay, whoa, they're so successful. But like has there ever been a backup to a backup do that? Like that mm. – Mason Rudolph was the Gardner Minshew situation. Right. This but, he wasn't, he, but he wasn't – but he wasn't good. Um, but he wasn't. I'm saying, but like he was the one who was poised to do it, and exactly. he didn't do it. I don't know that we've ever seen a backup to a backup. I would say, like, I was gonna say third Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett was third string. He was, yeah, because it was Garoppolo Brissett. So it was like Tom Brady was suspended. It wasn't ah, like going down with an injury, ah, ah, but it was ah. Garoppolo Brissett. But other than that, I mean, off the top of my head, you know me, I'm a famous yeah, sports no, almanac. I, but off the top of my head, no. As soon as I thought that, I was like, this is who would know this? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, point is, I thought it would be interesting if we brought up some, let's like give the guy every chance to shine. So Devlin Hodges, fun fact, he's a duck calling champion. In 2018, so like not a while ago, <laughs> he won the Alabama State Duck Calling Contest. Yep. Wow. When he was 13, he won the Junior World Duck Calling Contest. And he finished in the top five in several other world championship duck calling contests, That's- which... Famously exist. Yeah, I'm shocked they have those outside of the United States. It's the he world said, championship. Uh, he said, one of my dad's hunting buddies said, y'all ought to try duck hunting. And that's what that's how it all started. That's how the dream began. He went on to become the Alabama State champ. His nickname? Any guesses? Donald. What? Like, Donald Duck. Got but it. no. <laughs> think more... Um, think more, pro- more problematic, and he doesn't wear pants. But- Darkwing. No, no. Duck Dynasty. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, but it's a, it's not a, it's not one. You don't call one person Duck Dynasty. Well, he's won enough duck calling championships that, yeah, I guess it does make sense. Well, let's see how he does with the football. You know, it's all fun and games until it's not about calling ducks but throwing them. You know, you're gonna come watch with us, right, Sunday night? Oh yeah, we're bringing back uh, family, family dinner because yeah. Steve's birthday is coming up. Yes, it is. And I got him a gift. Yes, you did. And I'm that excited. Was, I couldn't think of like. Thoughtful random gift giver nickname felt too. Oh, so it was going to be a compliment was what you were going to do. And then instead you went with ankle shaver, ankle shaving queen. (laughs) Sorry. You're right. I do focus on the negative. 
Do we need to give context? Men don't understand. Sometimes you wear pants that only show your ankles, <laughs> so you it. just shave the ankles. I, I was there. Sorry, I'm busy. You guys, imagine if your face was the entire, was both of your legs. It takes a long time. Okay. Uh, a perfect segue. Kiss Sexberry. Uh, finally got his first NFLW. I'm so happy for him. Are you? Yeah. Good. So good for him. He waited long enough. He almost didn't. Also, yeah. Arizona had a 23 to 9 lead in the fourth. The Bengals came back to tie it. And they had to uh, go for a, a field goal. Zane Gonzalez field goal on a late drive in the fourth. But Kiss Sexberry, he did it. Zach Taylor's still waiting. Yeah. Man. Kiss Sexberry, though. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Kiss Sexberry. I'm sorry, I just have to say it a certain number of times before we it's can move on. Um, Deshaun. Oh, Jay, this must have made you happy. Deshaun explained how football works again. I'm learning so much. Yeah. What'd I, you learn this week? Uh, I learned about how, like, the Falcons were splitting out to the wide, so he had an, in, an inside lane. I'm not saying it well because I'm not good like Deshaun. Wow. Watson. So you didn't really learn. I, I'm, it's an, it's an osmosis. I'm a, it's absorption. I'm learning slowly but surely. It's not how it That's not how it works. No. It's, I'm do everything's going great. It sounds like it. <laughs> Let's talk about this week. Coming up this week, unless there was a game or something I missed that you guys want to talk about. How did the, how did you feel about the Eagles? Oh, I felt pretty good about it. They good. had 10 sacks in one game, which was pretty fun to watch. Cool. Um, back on top of the NFC East. Okay, this week. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, tonight, uh, <laughs> tonight, Thursday night, New England versus the Giants. Big game. Big game. Big game with no Evan Engram, no Sterling <laughs> Shepard, and no Saquon Barkley. Big game. Big game. Daniel Jones game. <laughs> Daniel Jones, big game. Daniel Jones versus the entire team. Uh, I don't know what the, uh, what the spread's at now. Last I checked, it was like 17 and a half. And I will say, and again, it, well, not again, but it should be noted. I, we did a picks segment for Facebook last week and I, I, I think I got all of them wrong. Ooh. Which is what I, no, don't ooh. It's the goal. That's why we call, we say don't take this advice. Fade me and you'll be in the money. But, uh, 17 and a half, a game that is like, obviously there's no way the Giants will even make it close. I don't think the Pats will cover. Eh? Whoa. I know. It's just a thing. It's just like a weird philosophy I have. I'm sometimes right. I'm sometimes wrong. Look how smart I look when I'm right. But it's just like, why would they, they're not going to run up the scoreboard. They're it, not going to try super I don't hard. Think they've been trying. Isn't it supposed to torrential downpour? It's supposed to rain for sure. Yeah. So uh, who's to say? It's true too. I I mean, I, if the Pats haven't like blown any of the teams out, they'll go up by twenty points ish, and then they'll kind of just cruise control. Yeah, but then they win by twenty points. That's what yeah, they that mean. would cover the spread, Jay. That's what that means, covering the spread. Right. So it's a possible. Yeah, it is. I um, think they are going to cover. I think Rex going to have a big game. You love a, a white running back in the rain, real grit. One of those real grit football players. The scrappy guys. Yeah, they're real scrappy. I think Rex is out tonight. He is? Yeah. I thought he was back. <laughs> no, I, th- I read a thing. I think it's Brandon Bolden again. Oh. Well, he'll also have a, a big game. Man, I thought he was coming back. I think he's still got an injury. It's unfortunate. This could have been a real difference maker for him for a yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. Big, big difference maker. Uh, also this week, don't forget, there's a 9.30 a.m. Eastern game on Sunday. Which I prefer, the not best. the nine thirty part, but the fact that like football starts and then it just goes all day. Yeah. I wish it was a ten a.m. start. Wish there was less of a break between the nine thirty game and the ones. Yeah, that's fair. Like just move it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I do love waking up to football, especially a game I really don't. I mean, Carolina, Tampa Bay, whatever to me. Um, so I can wake up a little late and like catch the end of it. I like that. 
but just telling you that for your fantasy teams. Don't forget to set your lineup because uh first game is early. And uh other big game, Jay, how do you feel about uh Cincinnati versus Baltimore? I feel good. I feel like the the Ravens because are Because they're defeated. Fully. Uh, the, the Ravens are gonna categorically beat the Bengals. I think that there's categorically a, so where do there's not a, there's not a, I don't think there's a chance that the Ravens lose this game. So well, I'm totally okay, so just jinx them. Look for the Ravens to lose. Nope, um, not happening. Uh Another interesting one, Washington's playing Miami, which means one of them's going to win. Maybe. I feel like they're going to tie. They've wouldn't, got to, right? Wouldn't that be something? That would be that would be sweet. But, you know, congrats to one of them on who's going to win that game. A 13-13 tie. Oh, God. <laughs> or, like, it's just nothing but safeties. So it's just like a 4-4 tie. <laughs> Are there, I mean, I guess Washington's defense isn't terrible. They're not? No, they looked pretty good against the Eagles week one. Yeah, they're not bad. Mm. I th- I, yeah, I do think Washington wins. All right. And I think there's a lot of like rally after your main guy gets fired. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is that weird thing. Um, like win one for coach. But you think it would actually be helpful to lose one for coach. Right. Prove like the team's just trash, not the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop looking I at my unicorn horn. <laughs> Seriously, it's just a hair. I know, but every time you turn your head, it like. Imagine what it's like it to hang out with while. someone who always has their sunglasses on their head. That's just, it's not a unicorn. I fixed it. Is it better now? Yes. I've removed the joy from the room. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about your matchup against Minnesota this week? It is hard to predict. I like to go in open-minded okay. and see what happens. So you didn't prep. Got it. Uh, last week, we only had two afternoon games. So I do appreciate that now there's six because that was tough. It's Yeah. Because it was just like every game was on at one, even the London game. It's yeah. like, why? Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and now there's, now they've spread it back out again. So thanks and don't do that shit again. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, baseball, Jay, you must be excited. I am. That was super, super cool. I didn't, so both occasions that the Cardinals won, I was unable to see that they were winning or could go on to win because the first time we were driving to Philadelphia. We were. And so I had left and the Cardinals were down and I thought like it, the season was over. And then like we were driving. And Katie, oh yeah, you were all bummed. And Katie turned to me and she's like, Jay, they made it. And I was like, take it a second to process. I was like, who made it? Wait, what? He veered the car off the road. (laughs) He parked. Yeah. Uh, And then, so uh, the comeback in game four was cool. And then yesterday I was. What uh, a weird. Well, I was at Temple. And so I wasn't paying attention to what was going on. That's right. And uh, we talked about this. I don't know. Go ahead. Happy Yom Kippur? Mm. Sad Yom Kippur? Mm. What do you it's, say? There's not really a great adjective for Just either. A solemn nod. It's a solemn, sol- a solemn, solemn nod. Yom Kippur. A, a solemm nod would be Kippur. great. Okay. Um, we're mm. nodding. We're sol- Just let it be noted for the audio. We are solemnly nodding it, Jay. Yes, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, and then uh, I walked out to like 75 text messages. It was 30 when you told the story yeah, he a couple has hours that, ago. That's funny. He's added 45 text <laughs> messages to the story. Well, Not I, a small amount. I didn't think that I was So now, I, now we know it wasn't even 30. Now we know it was probably, probably six. Maybe. I was thinking like two or three. Wow. Well, so they weren't like, it's well, like a well, group, it was a group I, chain. Well, so what, ha- like, what happened was, <laughs> oh, it was a group thread. It's a group thread. And like, it's a bunch of people from St. Louis. So it was a lot of people. So the entire population of St. Louis. Responding to each other <laughs> and not really that much me involved, but a lot of catching up on what had happened. And right. it was incredible. So uh, I'm really excited. We'll see. And then the Nationals Dodgers game was also crazy. Yeah. Uh, the the Dodgers had it in the bag. They were like, it was two to nothing. It was three to nothing, three to one, and the going into the eighth, Clayton Kershaw was pitching his second inning, and uh, <laughs> let up the tying two runs, two home runs, back, back to back, to back, home back. Runs in the eighth inning. It's tough. 
And the picture then of him is so the same sad. thing happened to Joe so Kelly. Sad. Joe Kelly came in, pitched like a closeout Aww. ninth, and Joe then the Kelly. tenth inning gave up a grand slam. Well, that's just because Joe Kelly was a mole the whole time. Yeah, he's been secretly <laughs> working for the other team. Yeah, for the Red, the Red Sox. Sox. Yeah, <laughs> miss Joe Kelly. Uh, Give him a hug today if you see him. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> Only if you know him, not just if you're a stranger. Or just ask. Yeah, as long as you ask. The Dodgers were so good all regular season too, which is it's crazy. Yeah. That's how it works. That's postseason, That's baby. Postseason baseball. <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, have fought back from a 2-0 deficit to force a game five against the Astros. That's tonight at seven. So we'll see how that goes. The winner goes on to face the Yankees, who swept the Twins uh, in the ALCS. Obviously, the uh, Cardinals are taking on the Nationals in the NLCS. So baseball it up, folks. Go Redbirds. Go not St. Louis. Go St. Louis. Actually, this is the one time we're like, okay. Uh, I don't, I obviously don't like the Cardinals, but like, I, no dog here. it won't devastate my life when you win. I, Every time you win, it's usually like, <laughs> I took this from you. I literally had that thought today. Yeah. Like coming into work, I was, I was like, like, oh, this I is the talk- first time that I, Katie won't be upset that the, the team that I like is doing well. I'm going to try my best to just And also be happy the team that you. you like is doing well against the team that I really like. I Liverpool. Like oh, okay. Uh, I was like, the, short, the, the short, Red Sox, Jay, famously no, not playing short, anymore. I'm short segue aside, the Liverpool's up by eight points in the Premier League now. Top of the it doesn't team. have to be a short segue. <laughs> uh, because City lost again on the weekend. Yeah, but Mo sprained his ankle or whatever. I think he'll be back in a couple of weeks. I think it was less devastating as people, than people thought. Well, so I'm, anyway. st- I'm still devastated. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be okay. Uh, in the sport where you did kill my whole family, um, NHL... <laughs> Uh, big news. Season is kicked off. The Flyers have Ooh. debuted a rage room at Wells Fargo Arena, a concept I was not familiar with. Although, you know, this is those things now where they have cat cafes and escape rooms, like all these little things you can go do outside of your house that are weird. And they people talk about them just by their weirdness. Um, a rage room, I've learned since, is where you go into a room and you smash things, old appliances, <laughs> dishes, glasses. Um, with, you know, a bat, a crowbar, whatever really you feel like. Uh, a concept that on its face, to me, bad idea. Really bad idea. In general or in In general. I don't know that we need it. If you need it, it should be like, there's just, I see a lot of flaws in it. Where are they getting all of this stuff? Like you gotta keep buying things to then smash them? Would, Seems wasteful. I would imagine that they're old, reused. Like think of like a Salvation Army or a Goodwill. There's like a ton of stuff. Yeah, but those go just, to people who need televisions. You can, I mean, the people go there and pay them for those things. So like you could go and pay Salvation Army, Goodwill sure. for the old things. I'm still smash. saying it's, it's a waste of somebody out there might need a TV. Exactly. I don't know. It just seems weird. Other things that seem weird about it, I've got others. Uh, who cleans up after it and for the next person to go in? There's just shards of glass everywhere. Mm-hmm. Other thing, specifically for the stadium one, how are you making sure no one's leaving with the shard of glass in their pocket? Mm. Not great to introduce weaponry into the stadium. That's fair. Thanks. Um, other thing, uh, it just, uh, for me, so, uh, okay, I'm burying the lead. We went out and tried it. <laughs> <laughs> so, we went so to Philly. all these bad things, I did uh, it yesterday. No, it's, I'm just, I'm just trying to better understand. Ashley usually can help me understand things better. Um, I went to, we went and tried it. Um, I went into it not angry. So when I was done, 
I was ready to fight somebody. Yeah. Because it like got me like, oh, yeah, let's break stuff. So maybe when you go in there already upset, as Flyers fans will many times throughout the season, I imagine, mm. um, they, you, it'll help you burn off that energy, I guess is the goal. Um, but I will, just from my personal experience, it, I left being like, I want to punch somebody in the face now. <laughs> and I didn't before. And so to put that person then back out into a stadium, uh, doesn't seem like a great idea, but it was fun. Uh, I got to do it with Gritty, who's the best. Yeah. I love Gritty so much more now than I did then, and I already loved him a bunch. I feel like – I think rage rooms are a cool idea because you think like as you become an adult, there's fewer ways that you can expend pent-up energy that are healthy. Like when you played sports, particularly contact sports, like that was a way to let that stuff out of your system unless Fair. you like – Go hit a punching bag, which I guess you could, or, you know, exercise, which I guess you could. <laughs> like, this is a, this is an outlet that is not dangerous to other people or like to you long term. They put you in a jumpsuit and you had, you know, eye protection and double eye protection. I wore a helmet protection. with a, with a visor and also, uh, goggles. So I think, you know, like, I don't know. The protective footwear thing seems like might be a miss if you could leave with it in your shoe or something. Yeah. But. I had sneakers on. But I think I personally, I think it would be great, especially for people who tend to like keep things inside and not say verbally how they're feeling. Like that's a physical manifestation of just being able to like, ah, it's like a stress ball, but on speed. Yeah. Also, what probably didn't help is I was mic'd up and I knew I was being filmed for this thing. So I was trying, I'm starting to get annoyed with myself every time I yell. I feel like every video I'm in, I'm always like, ah. Like it's so annoying. So I think if I were in the rage room and just using it, I would be like, like getting my anger out. But instead, I was just like, oh, he, <laughs> smile for the camera. Let's see if we can find one around. You just really want to we'll go. Just, well, I think it would might be a different experience. If Ashley, there people like it's worth noting. You. It's worth noting. Ashley getting stuck in traffic kept her from being able to go to the rage room, and she's clearly still upset about it. Yeah, but I wouldn't say anything. I'm just going to find a sledgehammer and start breaking stuff that doesn't belong to me. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> Why don't you find some you hay, can hay and that. feed it to your horses? I need to find hay, and it's my chicken, and they named him Popeye, which is really dark but funny. <laughs> it's really dark. It's really dark. <laughs> Are you going to do a naming convention for your Yeah, chickens? I have to because that's what you did, and it's highly entertaining. You don't have to just because I, I did you're it. You're inspirational. I what almost did an hell? Instagram story the other day because of you. Almost though, and well, I taped it, and then while I was in traffic, and then I deleted it. Mm. And Another played, thing, one should not be doing in a hay. car while driving. <laughs> oh, I do that all the time. Mm. You don't drive though. When I'm driving, I do it. Okay, great. Please don't. You just don't look. I don't look at it. I just hold it like I would hold my. F- you okay, Jay? You on the drive down was like, oh, Katie, it's okay. You don't have a laptop. You can use mine while we're driving and type up the script for this thing we're doing. And I he I got his laptop. I put it on my lap, and he was like, you need my password. And I was like, okay. And then he, I like held it. What did I, what happened? You probably didn't, he wouldn't tell it to me. No, he wouldn't tell it to me. Katie kicks rocks four one two. Then you tried to, you did something. Now I'm forgetting because you tried to, to, oh, he tried to type it while it was over on like my side of the car and then it didn't go through. It didn't work. And he was like, here, give it to me. He's behind the wheel. And I was like, no, Jay. I'm not putting a laptop in your lap behind the wheel. And he was like, yeah, just give it to me. Well, how the tables have turned. How the turntables, Jay. Wicked, wicked. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to get into NBA, WNBA, NBA, all that stuff after. Oh, we got to get into this, this drama, the social media drama in soccer and the soccer world. Gotcha. But first, uh, today's podcast also brought to you by Casper. So, Ashley, how would you like me to tell the people about Casper? 
I think we should try to redirect our energy a little bit here, make it a little bright, a little happy. Okay. Can you tell us about Casper as if you were a Disney princess speaking to a chipmunk or another forest creature? <laughs> so specific. I really liked how Ashley's tone changed. In yeah. The if she does that. Please. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> hello. Say hello to Casper. The sleep company with outrageously comfortable products that help everyone sleep and live better. Their ultimate goal is a world well-slept. From award-winning mattresses to pillows, bedding, and furniture, Casper is transforming the way we sleep. With over 50,000 five-star reviews, it's the most loved and trusted sleep company. So don't lose sleep over finding the perfect bed. The four layers of premium foam are designed to provide pressure relief for all-night comfort. I love my Casper because it's so comfortable and it was so easy to ship to my apartment. It has, it has zone support. It is designed to provide extra support to keep your back aligned with bedding, bed frames, and even glow. A magical light for better sleep. Casper has everything you need. It's a bad guy to coming. complete. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Let's go to where the music is happier so that we can complete our dream bedroom. <laughs> Stay with me. Not all producers get it right on the first try. If at first you don't succeed, give it another go, Jay. These are all really dark. Hang on. One when day. it first started with that tuba, I'm like, did Ashley just fart? I think I wouldn't hear. Wow. And you didn't call me out. That's so sweet. Get the mattress of your dreams today. Go to Casper.com slash Nolan and use code Nolan. <laughs> For $100 towards the purchase of select mattresses. That's Casper.com slash Nolan. Code Nolan. To get $100 towards the purchase of select mattresses. Terms and conditions apply. (laughs) See Casper.com slash terms. Customer experience and product reviews are based on Casper.com. Authorized retailer sites and Google. That one's better, Jay. Much better, Jay. WNBA Finals. Also tonight, Game 5. Tonight, it's a five-game series for anyone who doesn't know. So that's the final game, uh, 8 p.m. The Connecticut Sun, Washington Mystics. It's at Washington. You know, last year, the Mystics got swept in the finals uh, by the Seattle Storm. Shout out to the homie, Sue Bird. But uh, this year, going to five. It's been a really crazy uh, uh, postseason. The WNBA. It's been a lot of close games. Really exciting stuff. Andrea went on. Sunday. Oh, that's right. She went down to Connecticut. Yeah, she said it was awesome. She forgot headphones. Man, she took the train to Mohegan oh, Sun. I thought you meant at the game, and I'm like, is she a baby? Why is she? <laughs> is Sorry. she a baby? Is she a baby? Uh, no. So first answer, no, not a baby. But she took the train down on like a whim and she uh, she forgot headphones. And I was mm. like, "You, how did you live? If only somebody knew about Stardew Valley. Wouldn't yeah. need headphones for that. No, you wouldn't. Although there is some, yeah, whatever. Wait, um, what? No, I'm just saying you could I gotta tell headphones. you, Elena Deladon looks so menacing in that face mask. Yeah, I know. It's really terrifying. Uh, and I would recommend if you guys, if you want to um, 
Bradley Beal wrote a really awesome article in the Players Tribune. Uh, he's a Mystics fan and he, it's really good. If you, so if you don't have anybody to root for, he does a really good job of breaking down the Mystics, um, and all their star players and what to look for and what their strengths are, which is just, I found it really fascinating. And also just in general, like, I loved, I loved it. I thought he did such a good job of treating them with, like you would treat a, an, a, an athlete, which we always say women, women's sports are treated like, the, the conversation's always about equal pay or about like, what's it like to get me- mean tweets? But like he, he talks about them with respect as an athlete and I thought it was fantastic. And he, he does say right at the top, um, he's like, I don't want anyone to get it twisted. I'm not out here supporting the WNBA because it's trendy. He said he got into basketball because of his mom. His mom always was the one that he, you know, connected with basketball through and she always made sure they watched the WNBA as well as the NBA. And you can, it shows. He just has a lot of respect for the athletes. He's, um, he watches the game obviously with a trained eye as a professional basketball player. And then he ends with like a really solid argument for, uh, equal pay. One that sounds a lot like, you know, arguments I've made or heard before, <laughs> but I'm not Bradley Beal. And, uh, you know, we stand a, we stand a good, um, ally, a strong ally. I thought it was really interesting that he said he trains with some of them and they, is a better player because yeah. of it. Yeah. He said it's helped his, his game by training with some of the women. Because, you know, they're the best at their sport. Uh, what else? Ben Simmons. He did I it. I can't believe this he is a headline. It. Ben Simmons made a three. Professional basketball player Ben Simmons <laughs> made a three in a preseason game against a team from China. Yeah. Yeah. And was- we cut away from WNBA coverage. to breaking news. Ben Simmons on television, not on this podcast. Uh, they They... Didn't. He did it. It was a funny moment. Sure. He didn't look good sure. shooting it. His um, hands like go way long. But that's the thing, right? When you when you get in your head about something for so long, like in cases of the yips, it's like you have to – you're not going to look good the first few times. You just kind of need to hit them so that you're like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Now I can think about the little things. I loved seeing him beat Chiramon. It was real cute. He was Yeah, he was hyping him up to do it. It was so funny. The last time he made a three was in 2015. In college? Yep. When he was at LSU. <laughs> and it was the only three he made in his college career. Oh, my gosh. Not a good time for him in the NBA in terms of like if you'd been a couple years ago, probably wouldn't have mattered. But now it's like we're it's a league that shoots threes, bro. Sure so do. let's let's make threes. And look, as I'm sitting here laughing, I'm like, I couldn't make a three. Not even close. How many tries would it take for you to hit a three-pointer? Seven. You're out of your mind. An NBA three anymore. What did you think? I meant like a three in... I forgot that that was further back. Nine. Nine? Yeah. You don't think you could hit a three in 10 tries? No. I was going to say 25. uncontested, no one... Yeah, no, no I know. I'm aware of the stakes. You and I. You could not hit a three in nine tries. I feel like we should take it to the court, guys. I can't believe you just said nine. Do you ever play... Have you ever played basketball? I mean, like in middle school. Like you were on the team or like in gym class? No, I was on the team. You were on the basketball team? Yeah. What position did you play? Forward. Really? Center when I was younger, but then I stopped being super tall. You never Other told me you played grew. basketball. Because I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't play in high school. Okay. So you, it's, I, I played ice hockey in high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, When's I the think... last time you had a basketball in your hands? Um. Not for a shoot. Oh, my God. I don't know. I can't remember. You think it would take nine tries to hit an NBA three? I'm shocked. I don't. Yeah, 
I feel like I could make one. I feel like if I tried my hardest and I closed my eyes and I hoped and I prayed and I did my very best, you still wouldn't get it. I'm probably not. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Here's the, here's the, let's do this fast. Sounds great. Obviously the big story in the NBA right now is China. Uh, obviously there's a billion other sub stories, one of which is that this network sent out an email, supposedly. I don't get it, but that, that we're not supposed to talk about China. Um, so in the interest of not, uh, losing our jobs, we're gonna, we're gonna go pretty quick on China and focus on the parts we find interesting that are probably going to be less, um, problematic. I don't know. This is one of those things, guys, and I know some of you will be disappointed. I've already gotten a bunch of like, are you gonna speak up on China? Everyone's got the things they think. Um, I think a lot of people are learning a lot, I hope, because there's a lot to this, to this issue between China and Hong Kong that I think as Americans, we are wholly ignorant of because it just, we don't care if it doesn't apply to us type of a situation. I think what we do is focus on, um, the, the basketball part of it. And that is just as interesting, um, in terms of like, you know, the NBA is a league that has been on the forefront in American sports of accepting and embracing its players for their individuality and their right to voice their freedom of speech and to speak out on social issues that affect them. And this, what, eight-word, nine-word tweet from Daryl Morey, one, two, three, four, five, six, sorry, seven-word tweet from Daryl Morey has kind of thrown all of that into a tailspin. This insane thing that is like, okay, the league supports that. And in this country, we have that, the freedom of speech. But we're not talking about the league in this country. We're talking about a country that does not uh, value that freedom the way that we do for their citizens. So it's like so much has come from this tweet that I'm sure – I don't know. I mean I've met Darren I don't know him personally. We don't – I didn't – I haven't talked to him. I'm sure you send a tweet like that and you're like, that is the most basic thing I can say. That I didn't say bad this. I didn't say this was bad. I just said fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. And I, I, I would imagine he had no idea what was coming from that. And it has been a lot. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Tencent, which is the, the digital rights holder of NBA footage in China, uh, blacklisted Daryl Morey and, uh, the Rockets. And the Rockets are a very popular team in China given that they had Yao Ming. So that is not a small thing. Any, uh, fan who paid for like a season pass to watch NBA games and they, you pick a team. Anyone who picked the Rockets was, is now being offered like, go, you can pick a different team if you want because we're not showing you this team. Um, which is huge from a tweet that seems if you're not tuned in and like plugged into that conflict, what's happening between Hong Kong and China, um, which I would urge you to go get educated on. Uh, it, it, that seems so innocuous and it wasn't. Um, and now the league is dealing with the fallout from that. And it's been rather interesting to see all the different statements. You know, there was the NBA put out a statement that then somebody looked into it and saw that the translated statement was actually really different from the uh, English statement. Somebody broke down that, which is like, whoa, I don't think anyone expected they were going to do that and catch them in whatever that was. Um, they're trying their best. I think what, what this is all going to boil down to is just like someone's going to have to examine the NBA's relationship with China as a whole. But what was interesting to me is that, and this isn't related and it's very tangential, but like 
when it just made me think of the times recently when somebody in pop culture, popular American culture sends a tweet and there's what's been dubbed as outrage culture or like cancel culture comes for that person and they end up like uh, Shane Gillis SNL, for example, like loses their job and everyone's like, oh, cancel culture is out of control. But no one ever talks about cancel culture in these situations in which like it's the same thing except the people who were outraged by the tweet hold the power. So it's like in those situations, it's like, well, it's just protecting your business interests. It's just looking out for your business interests. But when it's people who don't have a collective business interest but have a collective social interest, we see it as this this thing we can dismiss as like, oh, it's just people being PC. I just thought that was interesting. And your face says it's not, so we can move on. But it, it's just funny that it's literally it's the same thing. He sent one tweet that somebody in a, with a lot of power got offended by and was like, not okay that you said that. I'm going to take away all these things from you. And with cancel culture, quote unquote, it's just people being like, I don't like that he said this and putting pressure on the powers that be to do the thing that they should have, that they wanted them to do, mm-hmm. you know? Great. No, I I'm, I'm hadn't thought of it that way and I'm just trying to process it as you say it. Like I'm curious because I – it's my understanding that like reading American Twitter isn't something that's possible yeah. oh, in I was, China. It's not. So like the escalation of like somebody seeing that, like I am fascinated by the process of how it got to where it did and then how it spread so quickly – like who saw it? But it didn't have to spread. It just got to the person in charge. It wasn't – this wasn't like a led by the people movement to get it canceled is my point. Is like it just is up the, – the like government was like, you can't say that. You're canceled. Mm-hmm. And they just took all their – they took it all away. Um the game in oh, it's what what day is it right now in China? I think it's Thursday night now or maybe Friday – early Friday morning. So the game happened. It did. And um, they limited the um, they limited their media availability. media availability. Yeah. And there's another game on Saturday that's going forward as planned. But there were you know videos of like peeling down the uh, billboards, and it's been weird. You know, people were caught on camera. Like barely anybody was showing up to these events, and the ones who were caught on camera there would cover their faces. Chinese citizens. Um, uh, they canceled two events. That were special, like to raise money for Special Olympics, mm-hmm. which like that you would think that would be the thing they'd be like, okay, we don't we'll want to do this do thing, that. but let's still do the charity yeah. event. And the fact that those were canceled to me was like, wow. Um, I think if you if you want to know more and stay plugged in on this, Rachel Nichols has been absolutely crushing it. She's on the ground in China, and I learn so much just from like watching her reports. It's a it's a tricky issue. Um, I think morally and what my personal beliefs are, that part of it's not tricky. What's tricky is like all of these different landscapes of how people are supposed to navigate it. Because whether you like it or not, money talks. And that is a huge money business for uh, for the NBA. I saw yeah. Woj last night um, on the NBA show doing uh, talking about if that money were to disappear, how it would affect the salary cap and how it would affect like individual player salaries. And yeah. it's it's not a small – Amount of money. And I know money isn't everything and we would love for people to act in the best interests of, you know, humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we see with a lot of things in sports, but in other at anywhere in business, 
that's not always the case. So I think what's important, I think the takeaway for us is like learn, um, figure out how you feel about China and Hong Kong and they're very difficult, complicated and kind of, um, uh, what's it when it's like, there's no, you just feel like there's not a lot of hope for it getting better. A zero sum bleak. game. Yeah. Just a very bleak. Thank you. Um, scenario. And then, uh, and then it's going to be interesting to see how the NBA handles this moving forward. Can you imagine it being your tweet? I know that's the dumbest thing to say. Can you imagine you wrote seven words on the internet and this happened? I think the takeaway here really is that don't tweet. Yeah. Don't it. ever, don't ever tweet, don't guys. Twitter. Just look, there's no reason to tweet. I'm going to be honest. As a person who tweets a lot, it's not good. It's not a good idea. Don't do it. Because in a country that doesn't have Twitter, it still is a problem. Don't tweet. But Instagram, can we Instagram? Oh, absolutely. As long as it's yeah, live, disappear. preferably. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, well, so, so did Robert Morey's tweet, and it still didn't matter. Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey. Um, all right, now can we please move on to the Colleen Rooney Rebecca Vardy situation? Yes, I'm dying to talk about it. Do you think there's people who don't know? Do I have to sum up what happened? Start from the top. Okay. Sum it up, please. Colleen Rooney is the wife of Wayne Rooney, uh, England national team star. Uh, Jamie Vardy, also a soccer star, uh, was like the he was like the guy, like the the he, guy he for the guy for, for Leicester City, City the year yeah. that they won. Yes. Okay, and his wife, um, Rebecca Vardy. So Colleen Rooney, Rebecca Vardy, those are our two players here, both wives of English soccer players. And it's important to note that England has a fascination with WAG culture, which is wife and girlfriend uh, culture of um, of athletes. OK, cool. Now we're on the same page. So apparently. Well, and also they have a big tabloid culture and the tabloids love to cover WAGs and what they're doing and what they're not doing and scandals and yada, yada, yada. And this is just Christmas for them. Um, but it also involves them. So Colleen Rooney was seeing, felt for a while that like stories about her were being leaked to, um, the sun, right? Specifically. Yes. And, uh, and she didn't know, there were personal stories that she wasn't telling to that many people. So she was very confused about how the sun, like who the source was. She wanted to smoke out the rat. Is that the phrase? Yeah. Sure. sure. So what she did was <sighs> brilliant. Um, she started putting, Fake stories, made up stories on her private Instagram account. So she has a, a public Instagram and a private Instagram. One is like her personal. So, and I imagine her personal one is private. So only the people that she approves can follow her. So she knows everybody or at least can see everybody who follows her. What she did was would upload to her Instagram story a, a fake news item about her or like a fake, not a news item that's in the news. Trying to not use the word story because story is the Instagram thing. Right. She would say like, oh, I'm go-, like for one of them, for example, was like, uh, oh, my husband and I are going to go to Mexico for a $10,000 gender selection treatment. Like <laughs> she wanted a girl. And so we're going to go try this experimental new treatment where I can choose it to be a girl. It's going to cost me $10,000. She put that up on her Instagram story as if it were true and blocked everyone else from seeing it except one person. And um, I want to not uh, – I, the way she revealed it was very dramatic, um, but she basically said, "I've, I, it's been tough not making any comment. I've been posting these fake things about me in my private Instagram stories, um, but now I know for certain which account it's come from. I have saved and screenshotted all the original stories, which clearly show just one person has viewed them. So when you post an Instagram story, if you look at your own and you swipe up, you can see everyone who's looked at it. 
So she was even double checking and seeing that just this one account was looking at her story. And then those stories, lo and behold, were making it into the sun. So she now knows uh, who did it. And then in this thing that she tweeted, uh, it said, it's dot, 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 10 periods, <laughs> dot, 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 Rebecca Vardy's account. Dun, dun, dun. Wah, wah, wah. Wow. Wow. She dunked on her. That's so brilliant. Because at first I was like, how could I block? I know you can block individual people from seeing it. It would be really hard to block everyone. Then I realized, oh, it's her private account. So that must be private. Like she only know, like it's like your Facebook account, like your personal Facebook. Um, So she could just block and it would take time to do. Yeah. To block every single person who follows her from seeing it except one person. Um, Just an incredible Beautiful. I saw somebody call her Wagatha Christie. Obsessed with that. Just really smart. So Rebecca Vardy came out and followed up, tweeted a a picture of a notes app. And she wrote, over the years, various people have had access to my Insta. And just this week, I found I was following people I didn't know and have never followed myself. I'm not being funny and I don't need the money. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what would I gain from selling stories on you? I liked you a lot, Colleen, and I'm so upset that you have chosen to do this, especially when I'm heavily pregnant. I'm disgusted that I even had to deny this. You should have called me the first time this happened. But Rebecca, that's the point. Right. If you would have told me, then I wouldn't have sold like, those stories to hey, the sun. Yeah. Hey, Rebecca, here's the thing. Someone's talking about me, so I'm going to do this neat little trick where I try to catch them. I wonder if she tried to catch other people first, if it was like a process of elimination of like I blocked everyone from seeing my stories except this one person and then this one person because I checked their relationship between uh, uh, Vardy and um, what's her face? Yeah, just so many names. Um, People said they were cordial enough, like they would sit together at a game, make small talk. I don't know that they were really good friends. Um, They're very different personalities. Rebecca Vardy is certainly no stranger to con controversy conflict she says what she thinks all the time which is what you say when you don't she has no filter which is actually like she has no common sense sometimes to Mm. not say Mm. um like i remember when they had the all women broadcast for i believe it was a women's world cup game but it was like an all woman show um and it was like monumental it was like a big thing and she tweeted like what's what's that about equality with like a picture of all the women four women just four women talking about soccer yeah Love that. Meaning like, wow, equality doesn't mean we get rid of men was her was her, was her take was her yeah. take on what was happening there. <clears throat> I just tell you that for context in case you're interested. Um, <laughs> Jamie Vardy also not famously. Jamie Vardy, not great. Super, super cool either. Mm-hmm. So just so we're clear, she's saying that other people have access to her Instagram account and would have watched. I'm glad you asked. Colleen Rooney's stories as her, her account. account. Yeah. That's which, her defense. Which is a terrible defense. Um, my, my defense would have been, you want to know how I would have lied my way yes, out of it? Yeah. That's what I was If it for. were me, I would have said, I didn't go to the sun, but I told some of my friends that I know know you. I was like, did you guys see that Colleen went to Mexico for a $10,000 gender selection treatment? Mm. Um I didn't know that was a thing. Did you know you could select genders? Maybe I would. It's like brunch conversation. Like it's easy for us to all remember of like uh, everything's digital because that's the only access we have to this. But they're crazy point. People do still go out into the real world and like talk to each other. Who? 
What? I know. I don't, but people do. And so I would imagine if I were in a group of friends as like, you know, we have all these shows in America about like uh, basketball wives and like love and hip hop. Like we have all these like women hanging out in groups when they date and talk to each other's uh, people who are related professionally. Like she could have gone out to an event or a thing and been like, did you see that they're doing this? That's your excuse, Rebecca. But now that she's already come out and said like, well, you know, I have a team and they all use my account. Like, oh, oh, so you did it. It was you. That's how I knew she did it. The easy answer is, yeah, I gossiped about it with my friends. But isn't she going to try and prove that? I'm also glad you asked. Um, so she hired um, a uh, what? Is, I don't want to get it wrong. A forensic computer, a team of forensic computer experts to examine who has had access to her Instagram account following an extraordinary. Uh, yeah. Following this. What happened? So she uh, she called in a, a crack team. To try to find out, I guess, like IP addresses of who logged into her account and when. That's interesting. I Is feel it? like you wouldn't do that if. Yeah, but she's the one employing it. It's not also, like she can prove that they it. logged in. I don't think you can prove they were the ones who clicked on her story. Yeah. I'm true. constantly logged into my Instagram, so it wouldn't even reveal anything because uh, there's going to be overlap. Someone's going to be logged in as her both times. And it, it's not going to prove anything. I'll tell you right now. Mm. Um, I heard it here first. You did hear it here first. There was another aspect of this that I've... If this team says, like, yes, 15 different people all had access to her Instagram account. Proves nothing to me. You don't think that this is more believable? Yeah. She's also, heavily pregnant. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. 15, like, yeah, but nobody has 15 people who... Has their no, they do. Some people do. But not Rebecca Vardy. Not she might. 15. She might. That's what I'm saying. Would it sway you if it was that many people? No. Mm, I don't know what side I'm on. It does not sway me. Uh, but what I will say, something I found not necessarily interesting, that it's another, it's the strongest argument against it being Rebecca Vardy who leaked it, is that all of the stories, and just to, to recap them, there was one about the gender selection treatment, there was one that she was going to uh, revive her television career by being on uh, Strictly Come Dancing, which is their Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. and then one that their, um, her and Wayne's house near Manchester, their $25 million mansion had flooded. All of the stories that quote an anonymous source, the anonymous source is like really positive and supportive. That's interesting. Like it's um, Colleen loves her boys more than anything, but she's never been shy about admitting she would also love a daughter that would really complete the set for her and Wayne. Like that's not like, can you believe they went to this place and yeah. they paid money? Um, the Strictly Come Dancing one uh, didn't have a quote. And then the one uh, about the house is the house is Wayne and Colleen's dream, so to see it being damaged has been horrible for them. Huh. That's the strongest argument. <laughs> Not knowing Rebecca Vardy, to me, that was the strongest argument of like, oh, if you were going to be this vindictive, mean person, you'd put a different spin. You on probably that. wouldn't call and be like, it was so sad. And I'd- if you did, you would just be like, her friend Rebecca Vardy is quoted as saying, because you'd want the credit for like, do you see how sad I was about your house? Yeah, I'm going social media intern, guys. I'm on Vardy. I'm on Team Vardy here. Wow, that's please, not the right team. You shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm going to just as a person who knows intern. a little bit yep. more about other stuff. Don't mm-hmm. uh, take back what you said. I, t- I take it back. Okay, thank you. But you, but you pivot. still, you think uh, <laughs> okay. I'm going intern. Yeah. Hard pivot. <laughs> so you think that she's not guilty? Yeah, not guilty. I don't that's know. That's my gavel. Definitely did it. Because if it were me, right? 
and I had a private Instagram account and I had – I don't let anybody have my passwords to stuff. People are always like, let me take over your Facebook. You never post. I'm like, I know and you still can't because it's just it, – anything you – any mistake you make could get me fired. It's I couldn't. I couldn't. I don't trust. So like if I gave you my – if I gave my team my account info – I would absolutely up front be like, and don't use this to comment on anything, to look at anyone else's content. You only have this account so that you can post things that are approved by me or whatever her rules are. But like you would make it clear you are not to be using it to look at other things. Because I will tell you as a, oh boy, how does she phrase it? As a person who uses Instagram a lot, Oh, don't do this. <laughs> as a as a person who uses Instagram a lot, I'm always really mindful of when someone will be aware of whether or not I looked at their story. So if I'm not responding to someone's text message because I don't want to talk to them, I'll make sure not to look at their story because then they'll know I'm looking at their story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got it. So like uh, I would tell the people, I'd be like, if somebody had my Instagram account, I'd be like, don't. Watch people's stories because you could end up getting me. But you're a lot smarter than most people. It doesn't That's, sound um, like this lady not is true. the brightest bulb. Mm, I don't know. I just don't think you would – If you, it, she also seems like the kind of person that would be a fireable offense. If you log into my account and you're using it to look at the accounts that I have access to – that's not, you don't get to have access to that. Yeah, I think it's a fireable offense. Yeah. For sure. So I don't – no, I mean this part definitely – that's the other thing. I bet she's going to fire someone who does not deserve to lose their job because they'll become the scapegoat. Maybe. Let's talk about an uplifting somewhat story of, about women and soccer. Okay. Uh, Iranian women are going to be able to attend their first football match sanctioned by the government today, Thursday. That's a story we've been following. I think we've spoken about it a little on the podcast. Um, but if you want, you can go look up the Always Late monologue from uh, – is that our last episode? Of last uh, year? Plus, Yeah. I think it was. I don't know. It I just was. know I'd lost sleep over it for episode, a long, long, long time. 33. Great. Yeah. Uh, called um, no fans, fans fans with no benefits. Fans without without benefits. benefits. Um, it is a – women in Iran cannot attend matches. That's a, that's law. And uh, they are tr- trying to fix it or some people are trying to fix it. FIFA claims they're trying to fix it. So this is a step in the right direction. They're going to a World Cup qualifier. It's uh, Iran versus Cambodia. Um, they had, uh, they made a hundred, 850 tickets available for women and they sold out in a few minutes. It's incredible. <laughs> so then they, uh, they put more on sale and sold those too. Um, it's big. It's a big step. It's not enough for me to be like, great. That's so good yeah. because we've seen these little wins before. Um, there have been like uh, off the top of my head, three or four games where it's been like, Women can come. At one of them, it was like it was only the like relatives of the players that were actually allowed. One of them was like they were hand selecting women and only letting those ones in. I mean, there have been a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of situations in which, when you look a little bit closer at it, it's not actually as groundbreaking as it seems. This one, from what I was able to look into, does seem like they did just let women buy tickets and go to the game. So that's fantastic. Uh, we will see. What day is it in Iran right now? I think it's Friday. <laughs> like, did the game happen? I think it must have. All right, so I'll look up and, and hopefully update you. I usually tweet whenever I see news about it because I just think it's something that we all forget is happening and is is a big deal. It's Full-time, that matters Iran to me. won 14-0. Wow. Wow. 
That's uh, extraordinary. One of the other things you talked about in the monologue is that when they have had these instances where they've let women attend is usually in response to like pressure over something that happened that mm-hmm. led to it. So I'm a little bit concerned that this might just be like a placating act because of Blue Girl. Blue Girl. So if, if you guys missed Blue Girl, um, it was a, a pretty widespread um, online. Like I saw it in my trending and I don't know if that's because trending is now catered towards your interests, mm-hmm. but um it was a. It was trending on the internet. It was a, a 29-year-old woman who uh, died. She set herself on fire outside of a court in Tehran because she was going to be imprisoned for trying to sneak into a stadium dressed as a man. Um, and so that was a, a big deal. That was a, a God. I don't know how long ago that was because days are like months now. But I want to say it was like two months ago. Um, and it was this pretty widespread like protest. People were obviously. Uh, upset and wanted to make sure that she didn't die in vain, that she this was for something and that we would take action. As it stands, uh, the president of Iran appears to be in favor of the ban being lifted. Um, I will say it's never really been the president that's been the issue. Um, so that so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm trying to be hopeful, but also you can tell in my voice. I'm just like <laughs> I read so many times. It was like, this is the time and it's not actually the time. It's right. going to happen now. It didn't actually happen now. So. Uh, it, what really it comes down to is if this isn't the time, I hope that FIFA finally does something about it because like we outlined in the monologue, like there are, they are, they're well within their power to sanction Iran as a country for violating their bylaws. And that's what they're doing by discriminating, uh, by gender for entry to the stadium. So if this is not the time, hopefully then, I mean, I think then the next move is we put more pressure on FIFA to, to do something about it mm-hmm. because Iran doesn't seem to want to do anything except like these little like look but we gave you this right, it's like right. but that's not what I, I didn't want to go to one game I wanted to go to games when I want to go to games I want Iranian women to be so able to go to games that some days they're like I don't feel like going today that's what I want I wanted to get to a point where they're like oh the parking though <laughs> and then they just don't go they should be able to do that just like the rest of us um oh I got a DM uh on Instagram that I wanted to mention really quickly because uh yeah, I'll admit it. It made me cry. Oh my gosh! Um, and, I know, and you can tell by their reactions. It's not. It's not a common um, thing. So I got this message from um, uh, uh, the user named Os- Oscar Michael's dad, and it had a picture. Now, if you don't follow, if I don't follow you, and you send me a picture, it comes blacked out. And then I can click on it and it'll show me a blurred preview of what it is. And then I can click on it a second time and it will show me the picture. Thank you, Instagram, for that. Um, I do feel bad sometimes people send their dogs and the blurred dog is in a shape that I'm like, I'm not opening that. And then later I find out it was a dog. Uh, but anyway, so this message came with two pictures. I didn't open them. I read the message first. The message said, Katie, I really enjoyed your video and I was able to finally get to Liverpool with my family. I saw this gentleman at the Sandin and recognized him right away from your video. Oh, my gosh. I pulled it up on my phone and asked if it was him. He was nice enough to take a picture with my son. Thanks to your video, we were able to know about and enjoy the Sandin. And it's the old man that was – Yeah. He was in a wheelchair, right? I was going to say he was sitting down. The old man in the wheelchair that told me all about – I mean, he told me so much. We had to cut most of it from the piece. But the guy who said that he's been coming there forever. And a picture of him with this guy's son – and I know it's happening to you too now. Um, so I just wanted to say, uh, shout out to, uh, Oscar Michael's dad. And I assume his son being Oscar, um, or Michael. Oh, maybe the dad's yeah. Oscar and he's Michael's dad. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that was obvious. Uh, it's fine. I mean, his his name last could name could be, be Michael's. Michael. I, whatever. 
Um, <laughs> just shout out to them. I, I don't even know if they listen to the podcast, so I will probably just send them a message that's like, I, you, I've cried. Um, that but is incredible. That was really, really cool. You brought people together. That was really cool. And, uh, <laughs> And I hope they got an earful from that guy because he had so many stories. <laughs> he had so many stories. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, woof sports. Uh, and then lastly, this, well, not lastly, cause obviously, but, uh, Ash, I wanted to give you a chance to talk about this Simone Biles story that you're super interested in because I, uh, it just it hadn't crossed my, um, wires essentially. And I didn't, hadn't seen it until I, until you told me about it and mm-hmm. you did a really quick job of like breaking it down. <laughs> Let's first, though, say that Team USA won their fifth consecutive world championship, ooh, ooh, um, which was uh, Simone's 21st world gymnastics championship medal in her career, the most in gymnastics history. Simone Biles is out here doing stuff that people can't do and uh, and doing it with such precision and such um, – she's just consistent, and it's amazing to see. I get it. We don't come home and watch gymnastics a lot, but if you're going to – like. It's her. Now's the time. Like we're getting to see her is incredible because of the things she's doing. But there's a controversy. That's Ashley. So in in the event over the weekend, she debuted two new moves. And the way this works in gymnastics is like if you have a new move, you have to prep the committee, tell them what it is, and then perform it at a big competition for it to be recognized as a move and yada yada. Because in gymnastics, obviously, it's not like you scored a point. It's like it's judging. So they have to know what they're going to see before they see it so that they know how to score it properly. That's right. So in addition to the momentous historic occasion of her adding two more moves named after her to just the gymnastics world, the controversy comes from – Which didn't they have to like name it like Biles and Biles 2 yeah. because like it's not – doesn't happen that much. She, I think she has some other ones already. It's probably like Simone she and is, Simone 3. She is just – she's unbelievable. So the way that they award – the scoring for a move is on an alphabet system. So an A skill is worth a tenth of a point all the way through the alphabet, but really J is the most rare, and Damn that's right. worth a full oh. – oh, my God. <laughs> he was waiting for you to say it. was. He's like, whatever she says, I'm going to say damn right. And that's worth a full point. A full so, point, Jay. Good for you. Thank you so much. And Ashley is worth 10 points. So yeah, That's all right. I could be there 10 times. All okay. Right. So she did one of the moves that um, that she submitted was on the floor routine and it was a, a, a triple, triple double, double which yeah. is like, you know, when you score. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, it's a it's a double backflip that twists three times, which is yikes is nuts. And then she also did a dismount on the balance beam. That's that was a, a double double, double yeah. which is a double twist animal style <laughs> double backflip. So Ten the floor routine <laughs> was awarded a J skill. So it's worth a full point. But the beam dismount was only an H, which is like people were outraged over because it's incredibly hard to do to the point where like... These are things no one has done in a competition before. So even just on that fact, unless it's like, no one's ever done this before. I'm going to pick my nose. Like maybe give that an A, but like it's going to be hard to find a move that wouldn't be a J. So it got to the point where the women's technical committee released a statement explaining the reasoning for scoring it that way. I'm just going to read it really fast. In assigning values to the new elements, the WTC takes into consideration many different aspects. The risk, the safety of the gymnast, and the technical direction of the discipline. There's added risk in landing 
of double saltos for beam dismounts with without twist, including a potential landing on the neck, reinforcing there are many examples where decisions have been made to protect the gym, gym oh boy, wow. gymnasts <laughs> and preserve the direction of the discipline. So what that means is that they don't think other gymnasts can physically are physically do it. capable of doing this and they are trying to stop them from trying. So they think if they water down the score – and make it like less motivation to try and do it. Right. That people who aren't capable won't do it. Like, because if they made it a J, someone out there might be like, I need, you know, cause as a former rhythmic <laughs> gymnast, very different. You know what your possible highest score is if you add up, like if we crush all the things that are expected of our routine. Yep. So a gymnast that doesn't know what they're doing might look at their score and be like, I need an extra blank points here. If I can pull off that thing that I know I can't do, but if I do it, I'll beat her. So they might throw it in there even though they're not ready and not skilled enough. Right. So that was their fear. So they're trying to combat against that. So they give it a lower point value, even though in its own reasoning by saying no one else could do it to me, that would make it worth more. One would think. So what's, what I think is interesting about this. Do you want to, are you not done? No, that's okay. Um, what I think is interesting about this is that like, that's a coach's job. And if there's anything that if you, even if you're not paying attention to gymnastics, one thing that we've seen over the last few years is that there was, there has been a criminal lack of oversight or looking out for these girls making sure that like their well-being comes first before winning or their well-being comes first before prestige or before like a you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. um but just in general um in gymnastics there's been a lot of stories about like coaches pushing them too hard coaches making girls go through injuries instead of uh making sure they're being taken care of this seems like a perfect example of you don't a, a gymnast herself does not come up with what's in her routine and go out and do like they get input certainly um you know like Caitlin Ohashi has like the very recognizable routines and i imagine that's because she likes them that way and, and makes them that way but you're working with coaches you're working with trainers you're working with choreographers like these are things that are put in place their job should be to say we're not putting a j we can't put this j move right in your routine you may die but that statement from uh who was it the WTC. Yep. Um, it says to me that they're like, we know we can't expect coaches to look out for the girls. So we have to basically dock points from Simone Biles to keep them from it being so hungry for a championship that they make these girls do stuff they can't do. And like, do something about that then. <laughs> Talk to the coaches. I do love that Simone tweeted, ha 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 bullshit in response. <laughs> She's been very active on Twitter this week. It was very fun scrolling through her timeline. Yeah. She told NBC, quote, am I in a league of my own? Yes, but that doesn't mean you can't credit me for what I'm doing. They keep asking us to do more difficulty and to give more artistry, give more harder skills. So we do, and then they don't credit it, and I don't think that's fair. And I think what she said there is fair, a fair criticism. I think you and I had a uh, discussion the other day, and you said something that was really funny. Um we were I talking did? about oh my God. how oh my like God. when one person in a sport is so above and beyond the caliber of everybody else that like it almost hurts them. Yeah. Um, and you're like, I mean, if aliens came down today and they were like, give us your best basketball player, we'd be like, here's LeBron. Like no one would think twice about it. It was a, a stronger argument like two years ago. But yes, but it's a funny because like every year we're like, 
MVP controversy. Who's it going to be? Right. Is it one of these five people? And it's uh the thing I said that was so funny that you just quoted is actually a, it's Pablo's. I took it from Pablo. <laughs> uh, I think Pablo went on TV once and said, like, we're, this is so dumb. If an alien came to Earth, we would we would be like, take LeBron. This is LeBron. He's our best basketball player. But we have to make this like, who's the best? Right. Um, Which is interesting. Uh, so yeah, that's an interesting gymnastics story, and that's our job. We bring you those interesting stories. But what, like a what a weird thing that's happening. Real sports, no question mark on with that Brian Gumble. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, unfortunately, we've reached the part of the podcast where we check in with Jay to find out about the erotic news story of the week. Okay, all right. Give me I hate it. And now, oh, oh, God. oh my God. <laughs> Shout out to Soundmatter. Uh, the erotic news of the week this week, a male cat in China. What did you search to find this track? I don't. <laughs> please don't. Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. I required a glucose drip after mating with five parentheses or more and parentheses cats in one night at a pet hotel. You didn't. You really blew past the word mating. This cat had sex with five or more cats in one night at a pet hotel. Yes, so Chupi, I believe it's pronounced, is a Russian blue and was left at a pet hotel by its owners uh, in southern China. And the cat owner said, quote, quote, I thought they'd be professional, but the staff member didn't feed Troopy during the day and let him out to roam freely at night. That's right. All the cats were free to walk around the shop. And then the employee went home. Oh, my God. Between around 1040 p.m. and 5 a.m., my cat mated with five female cats. Uh, he claims that the pet hotel staff... Wait, and those are only the ones I could see in the CCTV footage. <laughs> you don't have Gross. to admit you watched that. You watched your cat bang a bunch of cats. No, if you're a pet owner and you could, and you're away from them and you want to check in on them, that's great. But not the not the main part. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm gonna say I think it's kind of weird. The man claimed the pet hotel pet hotel staff then blamed him for the incident. And blamed he- him. You brought us a horny cat, sir! (laughs) Complained that some of the cat owners weren't planning on having kittens. What? (laughs) Uh, He said, they had the nerve to be upset with me. They wanted me to explain the situation to all the other owners. Quote, my f***ing cat is exhausted. Literally. Glucose drip. (laughs) And this is my fault. Uh, He later revealed that the pet hotel apologized and offered to pay for Chupi's fluid therapy okay but what about the kid the kitten therapy uh, who's gonna pay for their therapy uh, when they find out there's kids? video of their conception out there on the <laughs> internet for all to see and that their grandfather watched them be conceived it's very strange to me they also just didn't feed him during the day yeah That's it, it really sounds like a negligent pet hotel so this cat didn't eat during the day and still had the energy <laughs> to bang five other cats strip um how about this, though? I don't like that they leave them alone and let them roam freely and the employee goes home because what if a cat needs, like, a late check-in? Right. Sometimes I get to the hotel at, like, midnight. I'm like, sorry I'm late, but I am here. And if there's nobody at the front desk, what would I do? Can't just leave these cats unattended. That's also, shouldn't question. they have their own, like, little compartments? You know what I mean? You would think, yeah. Like, yeah. little pods, little yeah. sleep pods for the cats. Ones, probably. Yeah. Can Man, we stop the music now? This cat just never... No. This cat just went out <laughs> and just started... Man, that is a... It's like a like a sandals resort. <laughs> it's hedonism three. Yeah, that's what it, where do they yeah. Exactly. Mutinism. Uh, like meow, like a cat. I got it, I got it. Uh yikes to that cat. I hope he's doing okay. A legend. And the women. Well Lady yes. Cats. Yes, you're absolutely right. Well, might be pregnant yeah. now. Absolutely right. Are probably Heavily pregnant. Well, I yeah. I was gonna say the last one probably has the best chances of not being <laughs> It's like fantasy suites in The Bachelorette. Yeah, yeah, if you're the last fantasy suite, it's pretty much you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Man. 
Yeah, I want a comment from the cat, the female cat owners who are like, I'm frankly offended we were fifth. <laughs> I've got my cat's a leadoff hitter only. <laughs> Uh, all right. I think we have time for one more voicemail. But before we do that, today's podcast also brought to you be, be again every every t- week. Today's podcast is also brought to you by me undies. Oh, my God. Singing. I forget it. I forget always. Uh, Ashley, what? So Just when we what? were remember when we were driving home from Philadelphia mm-hmm. and rocking out in the car, mm-hmm. you did a really nice rendition of um, Dream On that I'd love for you to replicate for the people. <laughs> Please. Okay. It has a long intro. It's 37 seconds. Oh, you counted? Yeah. You guys got 30 seconds to vamp here. My headphones really aren't working. Should we do the ghost noises right now? Yeah. Why? Because it's in the copy. (laughs) Oh. They're trying to produce our podcast. Can I keep you? What? That's a Casper reference. I got it. It's a me undies ad read. We already did the Casper ad read. I already hate this. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Halloween. Remember when planning your costume as a kid was like the most fun you could have for Christmas. And now that you're an adult, it is not as fun. It's just less Halloween-y. Am I right? Yes. Well, Leonis <laughs> is bringing back that childlike joy of picking out the perfect costume with their spooky Prince in Halloween costume onesies. That's right. Costumes onesies, boo. The spooky soft like designed to be the best thing you've ever put on your body soft like softer than a fluffy kitten dressed up in a pumpkin costume like softer than the brain zombies love to eat oh too far well you get the idea these are the softest undies known to me oh god i didn't know if that was a dream on part yet oh is there a zombie brain reference yeah there sure is no i made it up on my own Oh, this is also an interlude, right? Yep. Oh, my cheeks hurt. Yeah, that ghost noise has already happened. Oh, God, where am I? Where am I? Uh, ah, you get the idea. I already did that. They're also available in sizes. Extra small through 4XL. Soft for all. I really love my MeUndies. Yeah, they're so great. I wear them all the time. Me undies, me undies, me undies has the most unique prints out there. Oh God, I'm so sorry to everyone in advance. <laughs> me undies, me 
Me undies, but they're Halloween prints. They're just spooky on another level. Oh, here we go. This year, me undies is coming out with a writing, a festive, print storyline, put the bully body. Oh, I have to go right back into singing. <laughs> Where am I in this ad read? If you don't feel like leaving your house, that's cool too. Just wear the Halloween costume onesies to pass out candy. And you're good to go. Meandies has a great offer for our listeners. Yeah, it's the end of the song, and we're not even halfway through. God, I've never lost my place so much in an ad read. Uh, for any first time for purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping! Free shipping! This is a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So to get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satis- satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Nolan. That's MeUndies.com slash Nolan. It's a lot easier to do when it's just a one syllable. That's that was good. Thank you. The last one was not. Uh, let's voicemail. Just give me a voicemail. Hey, Katie, Ashley, and Jay. My name is Akemi. I'm from Orange County, California. So I'm turning thirty next month, and I'm doing something that's very Happy unlike, birthday. Me, unlike me. I'm throwing a huge birthday party, mm. and it is '90s theme where people Woo. have to come dress up as their favorite '90s celebrity. Or character, or anything from the 90s, you know. <laughs> um, I'm going to go dressed up as maybe Adam Banks from the Mighty Ducks. Yes, not maybe. Just later on. Uh, my question for you guys is, what would you dress up if you went to a 90s theme party? Can we um, come? Of course you guys are invited to mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why aren't we invited? Um, so, yeah. Love the pod. Love the show. Hoping to see you guys when I visit New York for the first time on November 7th. Ooh. So, yeah. Hope to see you guys soon, I guess. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Love you, too. Mean it. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell if she said, uh, Kemi, like her name is, uh, Kemi, or if she said her name is Kemi. I wrote down, uh, Kemi. Okay. Thanks for calling a Kemi or Kemi. We love you. Um, <laughs> What a great idea, first of all, 90s party. Who doesn't love a 90s party? Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, if I had to dress up as my favorite character, anybody from Mighty Ducks is a great idea. I absolutely think you should do that. As long as you know how to roller. Nope, you know what? Do it either way. Do yeah, it either way. Go have, for it either I way. I have some that parental concern. Scene. Parental concern? Is she's it, turning 30. I know. You think she's going to be consuming alcohol and then also on rollerblades? Ashley, no. you played video games on your phone while driving. I was yeah, parked. Ashley. Don't listen to her. Live your best life. Um... I wear think, knee pads. How about just wear a helmet? They yeah. do. Yeah, they do. They I, do. I just want to make sure. She would have to for the costume. I would say a, an easy one is if you went, well, it's not really easy, but I, Clarissa explains it all would be really funny. Or, uh, I would want to go as like Alex Mack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You love Alex you would Mack. Be, I do. You would do a good Alex Mack. Yeah, but I actually don't know because then you would need to, how do I turn in? I just want to do it so I could leave rooms I didn't want to be in by turning into a pool of liquid. And that's not how costumes work. You could just throw no. water in someone's face and walk out the door. Love that. Think? I love that. <laughs> I do love that so much. Um, that's a good one. What are, what are some other good ones? I mean, mine, I, 
I'd be icebox. Of course you would be. And I would specifically do the scene in the grocery store. Well, you don't get to do scenes. You don't walk in with like, oh, and now I'll be doing a scene from, oh, outfits. What she's wearing, because if I was to go for Halloween, I would do the jersey with like the cheerleader skirt. But if I was going to a party, I would do the when she's in the grocery store and she's got that vest and the backwards hat and the uh, box of powdered donuts and just powdered sugar all over her face. Because then you can walk around eating powdered donuts all night and it's part of your costume. I smoke rocks, Joe Rogan. That would be you. That'd be good. If you were just covered in powder. <laughs> Chappelle's show. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Easy, too? easy answer. Trent from Daria. You would say easy answer. I thought you were going to say Lumiere again. <laughs> that was Nobody knows about Jay's that. coming to your party as Lumiere. <laughs> Nobody knows about that. That was the eighties off pod. That was off pod. <laughs> that was, that was Jay's coming to your bar. Jay's coming to your party as Lumiere. <laughs> as uh, that's been decided. <laughs> I know it was the eighties. I don't care. Uh, he's Lumiere because once, from Daria. now that you guys know him, is he not Lumiere? He's Lumiere. Wait, Beauty and the Beast was the eighties. I want to say it was ninety one. Oh well, I was close. Uh, let's see. Oh, you said ninety one. That's what I said, I think. 1991. Yes. Wow. Okay. So it was close. But you guys are right. It was the 90s. You could also, it would also be funny. Helga Pataki would be a great costume. That was great. Doug is such a, a good one, too. Yeah. Um, uh, or, uh, sweater vest. or, um, or patty mayonnaise would be good. Especially if you got a hot dab. That's helpful. Who's the one with, what, is it Doug, but he becomes, he wears like underpants guy? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. Quail Man. Quail, Quail Man. Man. That's what I was like. Underpants before. guy. Well, he had was the so Q close. on it. Yeah. I couldn't just And Q it. stands for underpants guy. But it's Quail. Okay. Yeah, there's a U after the Q. And the belt on your head. Yeah. Belt on your yeah. head. That's a funny costume. I made a Hey Arnold like head one time. That was a really cool costume. Was it just a football? Yeah, but you had, he like made it out of paper mache. No, I know, but I was, I was just joking. Oh. <laughs> Move it, football head. Uh, yeah, so those are some good ideas. Anything we're leaving on the table? Of course. Do we have time to think of them? No. Um, <laughs> that's it for this week's edition of Sports. Shout out to Simply Save, MeUndies, and Casper. Uh, and shout out to Stupidity with Stugatz. Uh, this week, Stugatz atones for his sins of the past year, which I can tell you going to be pretty interesting. Uh, and then tries to see if he still has chemistry with his uh, fallback plan. So, God, oh wow, Stu, that's what's in the promo. Yeah, I didn't write that. That was that was given to us mm-hmm. by the man himself. I love it. So uh, <laughs> just go get Stupidity wherever you get your podcasts. Honestly, I can't recommend it enough. The guy's an uh, he's a character. Uh, also. Make sure to check out the ESPN Daily Podcast, which is going to be hosted by Mina Kimes, our girl. You know why I think I don't like the drum rolls? Because they're timed really Because you don't say anything. So oh. you just do this like kind of annoying noise, and then oh. I'm like expecting like a woo or like a yeah, and instead you're just busy focusing on banging it. Okay, can I try again? No. It premieres October 21st. Woo! Uh, we will keep you posted when that – thank you so much – when that <laughs> happens. Uh because I don't know if you guys know this little known thing about me. I love and support Mina Kimes and everything she does. So October 21st, put that in your calendar. Uh, big thanks to you guys for listening now and then again later when you get home. And then again later when, um, well, we got a lot of sports tonight. So here's what we're going to do. Just make a playlist that is this podcast over and over and over and just let that play. You can turn it all the way down. I don't really care. But while you're watching uh, the WNBA Game 5 and while you're watching baseball and all that, just just leave it Thursday there. Thursday Night Football. Yeah, the, the and Thursday Patriots. Night Football, my team, my team actually playing. Um, definitely do that. I forgot it was Thursday because we don't have a show. I keep thinking it's Wednesday. Um, or you could always just leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which, by the way, we read and we love them. Like this one from Dylan Nash 123 that says, wow, this is good. 
And lastly, <laughs> and lastly, don't forget you can always leave us a voicemail. Oh boy, what? Ashley. She said, "Oh boy." It's rare she recognizes her own mortality. I was mid laugh. And lastly, ah! what the hell is? And lastly, you can always leave us a voicemail. Were we in the cage that whole time? At 860 <laughs> Say goodbye, Ashley. Bye. Say goodbye, Jay. Bye. Bye. Love you. Mean it. Simply Safe Home Security is like getting commercial grade enterprise level security, but for your own home. Think about the security Fortune 500 companies use. They need to know police are going to be on the scene immediately. This is exactly the kind of security you get with Simply Safe. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of the crime. And that means police dispatch up to 350% faster than for a normal burglar alarm. With Simply Safe, you get comprehensive protection for your home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, and carbon monoxide poisoning. It's all monitored 24/7 by live security professionals. You can set up your system yourself with no tools needed, or Simply Safe's experts can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to simplysafe.com/nolan today to get free shipping on your order plus a 60-day money back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash Nolan to save on home security today. Simplysafe.com slash Nolan.